Welcome to On The Mic Podcast. This is your host, Tim Drake. Today's episode is live from San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Uh, it's been a couple months since we've recorded an episode. A lot has happened in between. Um, you know, we didn't really touch on that during this Comic-Con episode. I'll be recording an episode next week uh, to kind of go over a lot of that. So there have been, uh, yeah, some changes. A lot of just kind of crazy shit that has gone on. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to talk about some of it, but... You know, when you go two months without an episode and it's not necessarily a hiatus, you know, you kind of owe listeners an explanation. So we will get to that. Uh, but for now, this is our San Diego Comic-Con episode. Five years now at San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, it, it's so incredible that they, that they invite us back every single year. We love doing the show there. You know, we joke a lot about, uh, about the crowd size we get because it's hard to get people out to the library auditorium, you know, especially, you know, the first day of Comic-Con, everybody's on the convention floor, they want to be seeing what exclusives they can grab, and for us to be able to pull them away in the middle of the afternoon to be like, hey, walk 15 minutes up the road and, and, and come to this panel, you know, it, it takes a lot to be able to drag them away if you're not giving away free Funkos or something. Uh, but this year, it was our largest panel to date. I was I was shocked at how many people were there for it. I'm still convinced they were just there for the air conditioning and most likely the panel afterwards. Uh, but they were there from the start. So I am happy either way. We had such a great time. Uh, this year was utter chaos leading into San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, you'll hear me talk about it at the beginning of the episode. Uh, but just as a brief, brief recap... Uh, everything fell through just a couple days before, including uh, Austin coming down with me. Uh, I thought he was going to be there uh, a couple days before. He told me he was not going to be. And so it was just me. And luckily, you know, I, I sent out a few emails to people that were more than happy to, to just jump up and try and help me out. Uh, Rob Kuttner, uh, who's been a guest on the podcast, uh, immediately started reaching out to people for me. Uh, I knew my buddy James Semenk was going to be down there uh, with Conan and he just didn't know his schedule, so we couldn't officially book him right? because we knew that they were taping taping earlier that day, and we, we didn't want to you know risk it. Uh, luckily, though, James did join me and helped kind of co-host and just had a good time on the show. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun bringing James on. He let me know the day before, yes, I, I can do it as well. Uh, but right before that, uh, Todd Masters over at Toddland, you know, immediately, uh, I'd send him an email. I didn't even know if he was going to get it because I knew it was chaos time for Toddland. Getting every all the pre-orders put together, all their merch in line, uh, you know, being able to get their booth down to the convention center. You know, it, it can be hard to get a hold of any of the vendors during that time. Uh, but Todd responded to me uh, pretty quickly and was just like, you know what? We wouldn't exist if people didn't bail us out. Um, so, you know, we're, we're more than happy to help. Uh, Todd came and brought along his uh, his art designer, uh, Stacy Carver, and she was just amazing. I, I had never met Stacy. I probably had in passing. I mean, Toddland's been, you know, my go-to booth <laughs> for years, and I'm sure I had met Stacy in passing and just didn't know. Um, but Stacy was incredible uh, to have on the show and hearing, hearing a lot of her process, you know, where I've met Todd and James before, you know, James and I worked together at Meltdown and both of them have been on the podcast before. It was fun to have, you know, a new, a new face for the podcast, uh, for, especially for this episode to be able to talk about a product that they had live at San Diego Comic-Con um, and to hear Stacy's process in helping Todd design uh, the merchandise that they, that they end up releasing. Of course, Toddland is the the hottest booth there. You know, everybody wants to, you know, get into Funko and get in, you know, go over to the Warner Brothers booth, you know, try to get all the freebies there. But this Toddland exclusives are always, they a lot of them sell out immediately. There was a pin uh, that they made. Todd kind of talks about it on here. Uh, last year, they had their Tina sign stolen. That was the front of the line pin. And... Uh, or excuse me, front of the line sign that they that they uh, had for the last few years. Kristen Shaw, I believe, had signed it, and uh, Dan Mintz had signed. It. I think most of the cast of Bob's had signed it. I'll probably totally wrong on that. I know it was signed one way or another. Todd will correct me when he listens to this, um, but it was stolen last year, and uh, they luckily did recover it. Uh, but they made a special limited edition pin of the sign, kind of as a joke. Uh, and a lot of these pins they only make a couple hundred of. He did not expect it to sell out. I did not expect it to sell out. I have now paid for it because somebody put it up on eBay and paid more than I probably should have for it. But I wanted the pin. And uh, I, was, I was pretty excited about it nonetheless. And, uh, 
Yeah, it was, it was great to have you know Todd and Stacy and James stop by the show and uh, and be able to help me put up, put this on. We had such an incredible time together. Uh, James told me he was walking around to the convention center the next day and somebody even stopped him and came up and was like, "We loved the panel." Now they admitted they were there for the, for the panel afterwards, uh, but since they absolutely loved the show, told them it was really funny. Um, and, and you know, it's it's those kind of reasons that we keep doing it, even when we have a small crowd. Um, you know, it, it's the things that people have said to us afterwards, the people that discover the show for the first time at Comic-Con. You know, we, we don't expect much. You know, we're, we're just grateful to be there and to be a part of it. And so to hear those kind words from people afterwards, you know, the show was funny, they had a good time. Um, you know, it, it, it really means a lot. So thank you, those of you that did come out. Again, whether you were there for the panel afterwards or for the air conditioning, it meant a lot to have you there. And, you know, we, we had a great time. I wish some of you would have asked questions You'll see how that goes at the end of the episode because it, it, the setup for it was pretty great. It, it was so authentically funny um, that, you know, some people would probably cut it out because it might be embarrassing to them. I, I revel in that. So I, I, I think it's great when things do not go as planned. Um, but, yeah, we, we had an incredible time. San Diego was amazing this year. Um, you know, there was just so much going on. And I, I almost feel like San Diego Comic-Con has reached a point, for me at least, uh, where it's half Comic-Con, half Conan. We spend so much time over at, you know, whether it's a taping of Conan or over at the Team Coco House they've been doing the last couple of years because they put up so many incredible shows there. Uh, we got to see Inside uh, the Inside Conan podcast live uh, that Mike Sweeney and Jesse Gaskell put on, uh, as well as uh, Andy Richter's new podcast, Three Questions with Andy Richter. Uh, you know, both of those were incredible shows. Ron Funches was there, as well as Moses Storm brought Up and Up. Uh, both of those were incredible shows. You know, we just had such a great time and, you know, are, are just so glad that Conan brings it down there. So everybody at Conan that we have a chance to meet, you know, is always incredible. And closing out our final night at uh, at Comic-Con on the Saturday night, we actually got to meet Conan. So it, it's something that, you know, we've always, we've always wanted. We go to the show, you know, fairly regularly. We have a lot of friends that have worked on the show. We've had a lot, you know, even on the podcast. Um, but, you know... You, you, you kind of don't really get that chance to to greet Conan because he you know he, he flies behind the scenes and just kind of does his thing um, but it was cool to be able to meet him you know even James who's been on the show you know numerous times has never really had an interaction with Conan just because you know he's there to do a job and we talk about that on the episodes so I won't really get into it but yeah we, did, we we were able to meet him he signed some stuff for us signed one of the Funkos uh, signed uh, my wife's media badge and even shared a moment with my wife where they were kind of joking around my wife made a joke he he had a good laugh and even told her you know that was a great joke and then complimented her sunglasses and I think my wife's gonna divorce me now and and, uh, and chase Conan um, but <laughs> but either way you know it was it, it was so great Conan was so gracious and you know Sona was hanging around you know coming up and talking to people people after one of the shows. Uh, I, I ran into uh, Mark McKinney as well after one of the shows. And, you know, Mark McKinney, if you're not familiar with, he's one of the kids in the hall. He's currently uh, starring, starring in Superstore. You know, just a funny, funny guy. Super nice. He could not have been nicer. Uh, and, and, you know, it was great running into him. Great running into Moses Storm and Aaron Blair down there. Uh, there's just so many great people at Comic-Con. And, you know, it's a place that, you know, I, I truly feel welcome. And it's somewhere that I love being. I look forward to going back there. Um, I'm hoping that we're going to be at a couple other Comic Cons this year. You know, we we took we scaled back quite a bit from what we've done um, in the past, and I kind of regret doing that this year. And you know, like I said, I'm going to be recording an episode uh, within the next week here, kind of explaining some of the changes, some of the things that I've been going through, um, and some of you know what I'm looking forward to with the future of the show um, and improvements that you know I'm going to be making here. Um, because you know, there, there's a lot that I feel you know we haven't really I haven't really given back. Um, the way that I the way that I should have what people anticipate when they're looking for a podcast to listen to I have not given my all and that's something that's going to change and you know I'm, I'm really grateful for everybody that does listen to this for everybody that comes out you know when we have you know done live shows it really means a lot you know I'm, I'm hoping with some of the stuff moving forward um, that we're actually going to be offering a lot more live shows uh, I, I feel like the live shows I love beating up the energy of a crowd you know I've done some stand-up you know, that was something I, I just kind of had to put behind me. You know, I, I think I've said it on here before. The process of stand-up just isn't for me. I love stand-up. I admire so many stand-ups. So many of my friends are stand-ups. Um, it's, it's just not the right path for me. But, you know, when I'm on stage doing, you know, when I've done improv or sketch, I fucking love it. It is just so great. 
And that's what we're striving for. I want to be able to have that that crowd energy and you know make this show a lot more authentic and you know just bring you the best guests that I can. Um, yeah, so look, look for that you know coming up here again. I'll go into more depth with this you know in the coming week here. Um, but thank you, all of you that came out of San Diego Comic Con, all the great people that we had a chance to talk to. Uh, thank you to you know everybody at Conan for putting on you know such an incredible week. Uh, and again, thank you to everybody at San Diego Comic Con for you know being so hospitable to us, bringing us back every year. You know, we look forward to so many more years ahead uh, at San Diego Comic-Con. You know, this is this is the 50th San Diego Comic-Con. And I realize, you know, if I play my cards right, I can be there for, you know, the 100th San Diego Comic-Con. And so my, my goal, you know, going forward is that, you know, I will have my name in that program continually for the next 50 years. You know, I want to be turning 85, you know, at the 100th San Diego Comic-Con. That, that's my goal. Yeah, eight, my 85th birthday, San Diego Comic-Con. You know, my birthday almost always falls over Comic-Con. This is the first year in five years that it wasn't uh, during Comic-Con. And I'll tell you what, it felt really weird not to be in San Diego for it. Uh, but, you know, coming up, you know, yeah, it, it, we, we plan to do a lot more uh, down in San Diego. So thank you so much for having us. Thank you, James, Todd, and Stacy again uh, for bailing me out and making this episode just incredible. I, I had such a great time with these guys and just uh, owe, owe the world to them. So thank you so, so much, you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Again, we'll be back with regular episodes starting within the next week here. Thank you so much for sticking on board, going through this with me. I, I absolutely love you guys. So thank you so, so, so much. If you're in Los Angeles or anywhere else in the country, I hope you're surviving this heat. Uh, I had to turn off the fans in my place uh, to be able to record this so I didn't have a weird hum. And I am now sweating to death as I record this intro. So I'm going to go back to turning on my fans and being able to cool down. My cat's probably freaking out because it gets so warm in my, in my apartment. Uh, so yeah, we're going to get some AC and some air going back in here. So if you guys enjoyed this episode live from San Diego Comic-Con 2019, we will see you next week. I want to quickly apologize in advance for some of the audio issues during this recording. Uh, overall, I think things came out well, but there are some mics that are a little bit louder and some that are a little bit quieter. So hopefully we balance those out just right for you. I apologize for that audio issue. We don't have any control over that during Comic-Con. You know, we do a mic check before that I monitor and everything was good. So, you know, it, it, it's kind of in everybody else's hands once we start recording. Not putting any blame on anybody at San Diego. They're all wonderful and they, you know, do things great for us. So there's just a little bit of mic issues here. I apologize in advance for any audio uh, problems that you may have. Hopefully it doesn't blow your eardrums out and hopefully we've mixed this well for you. Uh, so my apologies for audio issues. Enjoy the episode. Three people. Yeah. <laughs> now there's people. I see shadows. We're trying to achieve parody. <laughs> you guys advertise air I conditioning, right? <laughs> yeah. Air That's what we haven't done for five years now. Marketing. Oh, yeah. Merchandising. Yeah. Space balls yeah. and merchandising. That's, right. that, that's all. That we shouldn't even advertise. It's a podcast panel. Just it's a room of air conditioning. Here's the deal. In the podcast. Any panel, any podcast or panel we're on, you get a free pin, an exclusive pin. We tried that last year. You did not work. You should give out pillows. <laughs> he didn't make one of ours. That's Lay down true. some blankets in yeah. the aisle. <laughs> this is the unofficial start of, uh, of On the Mic, since we're now uh, we're, we're running a couple minutes behind. But thank you for coming. If you came for us and you're not just waiting for the bathroom, thank you. It's a nice bathroom. So now if you saw the program guide, this is not who was listed to be joining me on the program today. Uh, we, th there was a lot of things that fell through this year. Every potential guest I had getting lined up had a scheduling conflict or their TV show decided to tape sooner or <laughs> something just didn't work out. And normally that's okay. Out of the four years leading up to this, two of the years it was just myself and my, and my co-host and the other two we had guests. But because I have a, I have a co-host, it works out. But when your co-host drops out two days before, it's pure pandemonium. <laughs> but luckily, these guys all stepped up. Uh, James Simic, did I say it right, James? 
No, you did not. I Sam. knew I was not going. No, you did not. I've known James for a few years, and I <laughs> never can pronounce his last name right. Yes, that's James Simank, everybody. Simank. <laughs> yes. But I, I asked James to step in if he could, because James is uh, is here with Conan uh, as one of the sketch actors, and we didn't know what James' schedule was going to be. Still don't know what James' schedule is going to be. <laughs> if we're being perfectly honest, so, all I know is I'm not working today. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We had our fingers crossed that he could make it today. Uh, if, if possible. And then uh, Todd Masters, of course, from Toddland. Uh, Todd was actually on this live podcast two years ago. Two years ago here, yeah. And uh, nobody ever heard that one because when we hit record on the recorder, it was behind that door there and the external mic was hit. And so I have an excellent episode of what the inside of that control room sounds like. So, uh, yeah, that episode was never heard. But that wasn't a bad thing. Because no. there were some apologies I think I had to make after that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. And then you're like, hey, it didn't record. I'm like, oh, shucks. Oh, yeah, that's, there, there were several provinces of Canada that would have just disowned Todd afterwards. And then Todd uh, brought Stacy along uh, from Toddland as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to have all of you guys. And thank you for completely bailing me out when... Uh, when all the tables were turned on me. No, it's perfect. We have 500 people in our line right now, so we're down two registers. They can thank On The Mic Podcast for that. We were promised free Aquafina and air conditioning for an hour. So. I'll bring on the angry emails, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the, the amount of uh, tweets that I could get from angry Toddland fans, I would not uh, underestimate. They're, they're usually pretty good, though. Like, I mean, the shows we work with, like, their fandoms are amazing. Yeah. So they're all super happy and... They treat us so well that they don't really get too cranky. And then when they do, it's kind of a whole like, no, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed in you. And yeah. then the fans are like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then like, they apologize and bring us food. And yeah, cupcakes. Cupcakes, yeah. Yeah, you guys got cupcakes yesterday, didn't you? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some of the fans yesterday showed up. They always bring us cupcakes. And um, they came yesterday with a box of Sprinkles cupcakes. And last year, our sign got stolen. Yeah. Which is a whole story. And um, they brought us our, we made the pin this year as a joke of the stolen sign. In gold, it sold out in like 15 seconds, and they weren't <laughs> supposed to buy it, but they did. Yeah, I had it in my cart and was hitting checkout, but I was trying to buy it while driving, yep. oh. <laughs> and I couldn't punch in the card number fast enough at red lights, and it Which was we sold don't out. not recommend? Like, yeah. It's fine. You can buy, buy while driving, text while driving. Yeah, Todd Land while driving. Safety third. <laughs> um, but yeah, but they, she made us call, uh, she went to Sprinkles and had custom cupcakes ordered of all of our stolen sign pin on all the cupcakes. <laughs> cupcakes. And then that became breakfast this morning mm-hmm. because lunch was a walkover three-day-old pretzel that we had. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think we had dinner last night, but we did have second lunch. We did have second lunch. I think that's how that worked. Yeah, there's no okay. dinner last no night. No dinner. And then what were we, white, white clams, white claws? Oh, white claws for breakfast. Yeah. What, what's a white claw? I don't know. I don't know. They with just handed it to me. I'm like, with this some ibuprofen. So, <laughs> if it tasted like clams, I don't think you should have eaten it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Especially not for breakfast. And I'm like, is there alcohol in this? And like, just drink it. I was like, okay. I, I did like that leading up to preview night, you guys had tweeted out, don't rush to, to our booth. Yeah, they rushed like, to the booth. They, they still did. Yeah. But, but the line, at least, wasn't as bad as I've seen it in years past on preview night. So I think it got through to some. We cut it off. <laughs> So, yeah, so, like, right now, as we speak, our line's currently capped um, to only people that pre-order, and it's, yeah, it's a little crazy. So, like, there usually our line runs about 20 minutes or so to get through it, and now we're running about 45, and we have five registers running, and it's, it's pandemonium over there. Like, it's good. They're all super calm, but, like, mm-hmm. it's just, we do a lot of volume, and it's crazy back there. No, I, I was curious. About a week ago, you guys tweeted out, before, or it was actually right before you guys had released the Bob's line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, asking for uh, what what people thought burger of the day should be. Yes, and <laughs> I, I things. And I was I was curious how shocked you were of how close I guessed it. Which one was yours? My, mine was the cap of the lime with yeah, extra sure. limes. <laughs> we, also, we had the lime is ca- capped with mushroom caps. Yeah. And then this one we ended up, what we usually do is we always, because um, we've been doing this for too long, um, it's really hard to come up with San Diego puns constantly. Um, so we throw it out to the fans. Like we have our idea what we want to use and then we throw it out to them and like everybody gets like halfway. Like yeah. if you got it halfway, somebody else gets it halfway and then we kind of get it all together and then we throw it to the writer's room at Bob's and they pull it together and they're like, all right, this one, go for it. But like right now they're so busy with the movie. They're like, Comic-Con's happening? Cool, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> I was like, I think I spelled all this wrong. They're like, yeah, Google it. It's fine. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's a, that's a perennial favorite. They always love that one. Um, and it's funny because everybody's right. the day like, what's this line for? And we're like, we need a pin of that. <laughs> 
So now, James, this is your second year with Conan down here at Comic-Con. Yeah, it's my first real year yeah. down here. The last year, last year was like spur of the moment. Last year, I got the call the night before. I think they added the bit. Yeah. So, yeah, I got the call the night before, and then my parents were actually in town up in L.A. So I, I had to, I came down to do the show, drove down at like 4 a.m., and I had to drive back immediately to go meet my parents for dinner at a, at a uh, Chili's up in, up in L.A. So fine dining, fine dining. I drove three hours for it. No, this wasn't Applebee's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Applebee's. Yeah. No, you're not. I'm not. <laughs> not even a little. Got some good guacamole anyway. So now last year, last year you played Bulk. Yes. Uh, it was uh, because it couldn't, couldn't be Hulk. The outstanding bulk. Yeah, the outstanding exactly. bulk who needed a needed a Snickers. That's true. That's true. Snickers branded <laughs> branded advertising. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was the outstanding bulk. Um, you've done a, of, you've done a lot of superhero characters for Conan. Yeah. Well, I've done a lot of characters that I I don't appear with my actual face. <laughs> That's true. Um, or hair, or you know, physical features. I do a lot of body paint and costumes. So Spider Man, they like to cover my face for that one. Um, this year, this year again, I can't reveal too much, but I will not be recognizable on the show. So <laughs> when, when, when you did earlier this year, you were Danos, Thanos' son that was interning at Conan. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I watched that episode, did not realize it was you, but I knew that you were on the episode and the entire time I was like, did James get cut from this episode? <laughs> and then you finally posted pictures when you could the next day. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I didn't even... I mean, they, they, that's a lot of hair for them to cover up in a bald cap. Yeah, well, got some great makeup artists on the show. It's funny, actually, the, the, I think it was the first time, maybe the second time I was on the show, um, I went in to, to get my hair and makeup done. I was actually appearing with my real face and hair. And, and uh, one of the hairstylists went, oh, no, 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 we have to take that hair down. You, you can't compete with Conan. That's, we got we to do something about this. So the flat iron came out. And, Hairspray. And, <laughs> yeah, they brought my hair down. So maybe that's why I get the bald cap nowadays. So how, how many characters have you done overall now? I've been on the show over 20 times now, but I don't, I don't know how many distinct characters I've done. Sometimes it's just, you know, Chipotle employee or yeah. something like that. So um, there's the avocado one. I think it was the first one I remember. The avocado. I think that got cut from the show, actually. Did it? I got to post some pictures after. Because I remember, I, that's what I remember, is, is you posting the things from it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a sad one. I was sad that <laughs> one got cut. I was made up with, like, an avocado face makeup and uh, holding an avocado pit in my mouth, um, wearing a green unitard. I've worn a lot of unitards <laughs> for Conan. I think the reason I get hired is because I'm willing to sell my body for money on live TV. <laughs> I've done some very strange things. It's a lot of unitards. I actually, uh, uh, I worked it out. I've worn, I think there are 11 different colors, co words for colors in the English language, like base words for colors that aren't based on anything. And I've worn un unitards, skin tight, you know, spandex in I think nine of the 11 colors <laughs> on Conan. So I'm trying to collect the whole set. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in a green unitard and it was, uh, that was a Super Bowl bit, so it was, um, there was an avocado commercial, I think last year, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a terrible avocado commercial, and uh, so the bit was that I was bribing Andy uh, to, to advertise avocados on the live show, so <laughs> I, I was the avocado man. It didn't work. <laughs> the bit got cut. Well, no, what's funny is you have all these bits with Andy and Conan, we were yeah. talking earlier, and we've talked about it before, is how you've never truly met Andy or Conan, but you've had numerous conversations with them on stage. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we pass in the green room, you know, I'll be sitting there in my avocado face makeup <laughs> on the couch while they're coming in to get their hair done and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, but I've definitely exchanged more words on TV with them than I have in real life. <laughs> and just because they're busy, you yeah. know, they're, they're, they're always working. So, you know, if they're not on stage, they're whisked away to do something. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's not like Andy Daly's uh, face makeup in the green room. No. If you guys have not listened no. to the pod, to the uh, Inside Conan podcast, go listen to last week's with Andy Daly, where he talks about how he had to wear blackface, not once but twice, mm -hmm. sitting in the green room. <laughs> and the bit makes sense. Like, and I'm not justifying blackface by any means, so don't take that. Dangerous just listen to the episode. Dangerous territory. Just, yeah, just listen to the episode. It's really funny. But yeah, he, he talks about everybody walking past him in the green room and the awkward 
nature of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, so the most awkward I've had so far was a few months ago, I was playing a Ken doll character. I don't know if you saw this <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah. Those of you who haven't it was, seen it, it might imagine. Correct. It was fully anatomically correct, and that was the whole bit. I spent some quality time with some effects makeup artists um, in a shiny red thong while they applied uh, applied uh, form to cast my nethers. Um, so there's a statue of my crotch out there, cast in stone. So that's kind of cool. Um, I hope my mom's not listening to this. Uh, yes, yeah, so they, they, they sculpted uh, a custom fit, uh, uh, you know, silicone crotch piece that looks like, uh, looks like Ken doll. And I wore that with no pants on in the green room for about four hours backstage. I got a lot of very strange looks. Actually, that was so one of the few times that I've spoken with, with Andy backstage. He, to, he told me, he walked by, he, he came to sit in his makeup chair and went, uh, oh, this is a safe work environment. <laughs> and then later, later he was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is probably one of the strangest days you'll have in your career. Right now, you're experiencing it, so. Um, thank you, Conan, for employing me. <laughs> That was one I didn't tell my family about, but they watched it anyway. Uh, so I was very embarrassed. My brother got married recently, so there was all the family was back in town. It was the first time I saw uh, everybody for a while, and everybody was like, hey, <laughs> that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and my parents were like, wait, what did you do? Because I hadn't told them. <laughs> At least it was on you know, national television for them to, to yeah. back up. Yeah, and the bit, by the way, was me dropping my pants. That was the punchline <laughs> of the joke. So uh, yeah, it was fun. So now, Stacy, you do a lot, or I should say, most of the design work for Toddland. Yeah, she does all. I, the, I don't draw. So. Yeah, Todd doesn't. So, draw. so you do all of it. I do. I do all the drawings. So one of the things that separates Toddland from a lot of the other exclusives and things here is the nature of those fun designs. Yes. Where Where does the inspiration? I mean, some of the inspiration, of course, just comes directly from the show, but then there's right. plenty that are very unique. What What goes into your process of coming up with what you're going to do for each year? Well, you know, each one's a little bit different. Each one either it, it, it comes with its own idea instantly. It's almost like it already knows what it wants to be, and we're just like, yeah, we just have to execute it. Other things, you know, it helps that we are real fans. Like, we love the show. We know the show. We feel like we know the characters and what they would do and how they would react to something. Or we know that, you know, Tina would be Tina Chu. We know this. We know that Gail would go to Bobway as, you know, dressed up like cats. Of course she would. So uh, another part of it, though, Todd and I have always, I don't know if anyone knows this, Todd and I, have met, we've known each other since seventh grade. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. We rode the bus together. We rode the, the bus together. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we have always, and it started back in um, Odyssey of the Mind. Yeah, we joined grade. a group called OM, which is Odyssey of the Mind, and it was different. You come up with different creative ways to solve problems back in junior high. We've always worked very well together creatively. And so what's fantastic is that in, in a very short amount of time, we can bounce ideas off of each other. And something that, you know, at, at the first glance, we're like, we have no idea how we're gonna make this one happen. There's a breadcrumb and it'll come from him and then bounce off of me and it's a very quick, we can get on the phone and within like 20 minutes go from having no clue to what we're gonna do and then it just, uh, finalize. And he, Todd's, he's hilarious. He's so, he's so, he is, really he's am. got such I'm a delightful. pulse. He's got such a pulse on like what's trendy and, and he's funny and our, our sense of humor lines up and um, creatively. And sometimes our very best work comes from, we will be in the last hours. The San Diego not, shirt this year. Yeah, we're not exactly sure how this is going to come together and we'll start with a completely different concept. And then somewhere along the way, and we're both committed to the better concept, yeah. so it doesn't matter if we're if we are almost done with this one thing, and then somehow it evolves into something else. We're both cool with. Okay, listen, don't sleep for 48 hours. We're going to do the good thing, and it's going to be what it's going to be. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, like the San Diego shirt this year. So we always do like a themed con shirt or like a themed San Diego shirt. Mm -hmm. This year we were just struggling because like <laughs> we've been through all the ideas and we're like, oh my God, no, they've done the food truck already. No, we've done this one it's, already. We're like... Yeah, it's always the struggle to get the convention center. Yeah. You know, I mean, the convention center has such wonderful architecture and mm -hmm. it's so recognizable. 
but it's a challenge to do it in a different way every year. Right. And especially with that perspective, you've got these characters yeah. who are, I mean, how, how tall is Louise supposed to be? And then this giant convention center, and it's always a challenge. How are they getting there this year? But yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then this year we were just like, what do we do? Like, are they on the stairs? Because all those annoying people run in the morning on the stairs. Like, <laughs> what do we do with that? Like, maybe they're falling down the stairs. We were just kind of bouncing back and forth. And be like, yeah. I don't know. I don't. Teddy has a boat. Teddy There's a marina boat. behind us. Let's <laughs> Wait, it's called the Did Sea Me Now? It? Son I don't of a bitch. It's Let's the SDC Sea Me Now. <laughs> this is happening. And she's like, what about him in cosplay? I'm like, hell yeah, cosplay. cosplay. She's like, Linda needs to be Johnny Depp because those people are the worst. So we're like, <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny Depp cosplayers, and we're doing this. And she's like, Gail's Hello Kitty. I'm like, puke it off the boat. She's like, puke it off the boat. Yeah, Louise's so like, crossbow. And then it's sure. just, yeah, she's clearly Daryl. Like, clearly Daryl Dixon. And then we're like, of course, Teddy's going to be Fat Thor driving the boat. So <laughs> these are all likenesses. We've never heard of these properties, by the way. So, oh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just likenesses. No intention is. Sorry, Marvel. Um, it's okay. I think Disney owns us anyways now. But, um, but yeah, but that's kind of how that one came together. And I think that's probably our best graphic we've ever made for we, Con. Yeah. We had and fun. It just happened at the last second. It's like, interesting because I feel like the the more we kind of go off the rails and do our own thing, the more we actually are incorporating, drawing some our own concepts, mm -hmm. the more we love it and the more fun it is and the more successful it is. The more we go off the grid with our designs. What was this year's a little bit more difficult as, as Todd mentioned your new rodent overlords. Yes. Uh, Which we love. <laughs> <laughs> They're fantastic. What, was that a little bit more difficult with the licensing at all? Or what did it still, it's, with uh, everything with Bento Box and that's right. still pretty normal? Yeah, for us, I mean, um, for people who know the shows, like we work with, um, a few we can't talk about yet, but we work with um, Fuzzy Door, and they're the production company for American Dad and for Family Guy, and then we work with Bento Box, and they're a production company for Bob's Burgers. So we work directly with them, but our license is under Fox, and now Disney owns Fox. So it's very, it's a lot of lawyers, um, <laughs> and we have a lot of offensive ideas. So <laughs> it, um, it didn't really change much for us this year, just we were really far behind on timing of mm -hmm. things on our end. Um, but they're, they're all pretty cool so far. Like, so far we haven't had any issues with anything. Um, it's a lot of explaining like, hmm, I don't understand that joke. Like, why does that goat have two butts? And we're like, oh, I gotta explain this to you. <laughs> so like, there's some things to the lawyers this year of like, here's the nine clips on YouTube that aren't supposed to be up there, or here's the jokes on why we wrote these things. Well, and you know, I'm actually very surprised with what we've gotten away with so oh, far. Oh, completely. Because we will turn some things in, and we're like, it's probably not going to we'll see. And I'm always, I'm like, yeah, they're they're, they're going to let us do that? Like, yes, awesome. sweet. I'm always surprised. So I feel like it's been really successful. I've been very pleasantly surprised with what they've let us do. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. And now like we're kind of stretching our legs with Family Guy and American Dad a little bit more too. Mm -hmm. There's one thing we've wanted to do forever that they absolutely won't let me do. And this year I actually got yelled at. Yelled at, they're like, you have to stop asking that. <laughs> yeah. So um, we've been wanting to do a rock lobster for years. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's a lobster that From dances to a B-52 song dressed like Osama Bin Laden. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. you absolutely cannot do that. And every year I'm just like, can we please do this? I'm like, you got to stop submitting it. I'm like, I really want you to approve it. Um, but yeah, some things just don't get made. Like, we wanted to do the prom night dumpster baby two-pack of pins with the dumpster and the baby. <laughs> and they were just like, they, that was the just disappointed look at me. <laughs> and I'm like, but we still drew it. So, But you have to ask. I have to ask. There's no like harm Stacey in asking. Saying, yeah. Some of those things get through. You never know. You think there's no, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. them say no a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Or we submit something that's completely obnoxious and ridiculous, <laughs> and then we pull it back to the thing we really want. Advertising school. There we go. That's how you do it. There we go. Always three presentations. The one that's terrible, the one yeah. they can't afford, and the one you want them to pick. That's always yeah. how you work with stuff. So, but yeah, Stacy's right. We kind of get away with whatever we want. And like Fuzzy and Beto have been completely supportive of everything, and they're the staff and the crews over at those two places are ridiculous. Like they're awesome, and it's super mm -hmm. cool. Like, oh yeah, they're great. It's weird. I mean, like I said, we grew up in a cornfield across the street from each other, and yeah. like I'm sitting in a meeting with all of the writers of Family Guy okay, and I get to make them laugh, and you're like, holy shit, like, this is crazy, I'm like, that's yeah. ridiculous, do it, and I'm like, okay, and they're, they're fully on board with stuff, like, mm -hmm. it's, it's like Stacey said, the stuff they let us get away with, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, we're happy with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, Stacey, you mentioned that you've known Todd since seventh grade. Seventh grade. What is a pre-bearded young Todd like? 
I've never known Todd with anything other, other than this you. giant beard. It's actually very interesting. Um, not much different, truly. <laughs> um, yes, you very, very clean shaven. Uh, very scrawny back then. Back in seventh grade, you were yeah. scrawny. I went like scrawny to frat boy to this. It was quick. Too, yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I want to see frat back. boy Todd. Yeah. Is that like is that like Jack's Todd? Is that what? Oh is? no, there's no Jack. Okay, Todd. okay. No. Just funny. wondering what model of frat boy we're talking it was about. Very like welcome to Abercrombie. I'm Got Todd. it. Got it. <laughs> it was very that. Yeah, this was back when we were all peg rolling our jeans. Yes. Or I think some people call them French cuff. But back in uh, Michigan, it was peg rolling. Now you call them joggers because you guys are lazy. Now it's joggers. They already come. Now they're built that way. Nobody. Yeah. They're like, I'm not covering <laughs> my own pants. Shit these days. Um, but uh, not that different, actually. Again, still really creative. Like all of my yearbooks, every yearbook that, uh, or we would sit next to each other in like history. And you know how you get those? You have to cover your book because they're like, we got to save these for the next. 75 years, so you have to cover your book, you know, and uh, we would just sit there and I remember he like took his hand like on my book on the outside and like drew the, his uh, his handprint and then like during class we would just draw them as the Jackson 5. We're like, oh, each finger <laughs> is the Jackson 5. Or uh, when he would sign my yearbook, it would be in the shape of like a, like a Mickey Mouse head and uh, really into Mickey Mouse even back then. He wanted to be, he wanted to be a, uh, a Disney engineer. Yeah, Imagineer. Imagineer. Yeah. Back in, uh, back in the old junior high. Yeah, which I would still probably do. Yeah. You're like, are they hiring? Yeah, I'm like, I, is, is anybody, anybody from Disney here tonight? <laughs> but um, not much different. Same sense of humor. I feel like there really hasn't, other than the beard. You take away the mm -hmm. beard, and if you get him to peg roll his jeans, he'd be pretty similar. Yeah. Don't <laughs> yeah. the beard fool you. I'm still a child. Yeah, very, very much so. I'm very much still yeah. a child. But I think, too, like, I mean, it's where we grew up and stuff, too, like, if, if you grow up in like a fun environment, like a creative environment, mm -hmm. like Stacy was saying, like there was a, a program, I don't know if they still do it, and we don't have enough money as a company to sponsor anything, but um, <laughs> there's a thing called Odyssey of the Mind, like OM, that yep. we got into, like in seventh, eighth grade kind of deal, mm -hmm. and it was like, here's two paper plates, everything creative you can do with it now, go. Yeah. So it was like kind of improv, but not annoying. Um, <laughs> where and you're like, I don't know, I'm this, I'm a sandwich, like I'm doing, and you kind of yeah. go through it, and then you create a different problem, and you go through it. So it became like a very quick paced, throw out any yeah. idea, even if it's bad. It's like anything now, like you throw out 100 ideas, and you're like, these are terrible. You're like, yeah, but the four that came out of it are really good. Yeah. You just got to ignore the other 96. And again, that's not much different from what we do now, because... Um, Prior to uh, Bob's Burgers and, and Family Guy, when we were doing just our Toddland stuff, yeah. and it could be anything, I would get a call and it would be like, <laughs> it's so Hey, funny. what are you doing for the next four hours overnight? Cool. Ray, what are you doing? Yeah, and he'd be like, So, Stacy, I need a Viking cat with a cuckoo clock beard. Yes. And I'm like, Got it. Okay. Or he would say to me, um, Okay, so picture this. There's this bear walking through the woods, but he's not like a regular bear. He's like a bear that's wearing hiking gear. And he has like hiking boots and he has a backpack and he's walking through the woods. And he comes across a bear that's like a regular bear eating salmon from a stream. <laughs> and he looks down at him disapprovingly and go. And it's our disapproving bear graphic, okay. and it's fantastic. <laughs> he's got a hiking stick, and he's just like looking down, and the other bear's like, what? Like, and he's just got a fish in his mouth, and it's just a fully north faced out bear, and the other one's just naked yeah. and being like, what? And it's and just awkward and it perfect. It is, and it's just, and, but, it, but it's go. Got it? Go. Here we go. And yeah. nails it every time. And we just, we just have always clicked that way. Like, I get what he's trying to tell me when he's like, disapproving bear. I'm like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I get it. He's totally upset that there's a naked bear in the woods. Why wouldn't he? Be? And you're like, yeah, put some pants on. Of course on. he's disappointed. <laughs> yeah, but it's always worked like that. Like, anything yeah. creative we've ever done, it's, it's very much like, okay, here's what I'm thinking. And she's like, okay. And then, like, yeah. a couple hours later, like, the sketch comes through, and I'm like, what yeah that's right like it, there's never yeah. really any comments other than us like switching a couple colors out for things and then we send it over to bob's family guy they're like oh fuck yeah do that oh is there anybody ah! <laughs> <laughs> i mean fudge yeah um i love fudge i mean with this beard nobody expects much from me it's fine <laughs> yeah that's the magic of this so i mean we switched pretty much over from most of the toddland stuff into the licensing stuff now yep and it's, it's super fun playing with other people's properties. Oh, it's so fun. Um, and then, like, Family Guy and American Dad, they have 10- and 20-year catalogs that they've never really touched. Right. So, like, it's yeah. super fun working with that stuff. But since a lot of it hasn't been done with it, like, the art's really hard to get. So, like, hey, we need this, in, this inside joke from, like, season three. And they're like, the what from the what? And we're like, this <laughs> thing. And they're like, oh, we don't have that. And we're like, all right, we're drawing it. And we, we yeah. had to draw chihuahuas. I had to draw chihuahuas. Yeah, for our... Uh, for, our con, Suela, which we do every year for Consuela. Mm -hmm. um, this year she is a medieval princess 
that she's is fireproof. She's a mother of chihuahuas. Mother of chihuahuas, <laughs> I think. <laughs> that breathe fire, possibly? Again, we don't have an HBO license. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so she's got like her mop, and I'm like, this is what I'm thinking. I'm like, you gotta do her as like a Daenerys likeness. And she's like, okay. So it comes back and she's got her mop head on her, yeah, and her the mop, mop is the hair. And then the shower curtain dress. The three chihuahuas are in cardboard cutouts and the whole thing. And like, that's the, the tea this year. But um, it was very much like, Family Guy's never drawn a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what do your chihuahuas look no. like? They're like, what do our what's look like? Yeah. And we're like, your chihuahuas. So we drew one and they're like, oh, it doesn't look like that. It looks like huh. this. And we're like, okay, thank you. Yeah. So that's how we got the chihuahuas. <laughs> the, I could have sworn I saw There's one episode where Brian destroys one. Yes. But, but it's, it's from so like fast. season it's like two. Blurry. And it's like, so there's like half a second. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. they drew three. It's like it's like the Mandela effect in my head right now. Where I'm like, I swear there's been chihuahuas everywhere. Right. In Us there. too. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, I swear I've seen one. Mm -hmm. I swear. I'm, I'm curious. Have you guys ever had like original concepts you guys have done, designs you've done, trickle back onto any of the shows? For, um, what did they? I don't think it's gone up. It always uh -huh. comes down for us. Um, but the thing is, because everybody's out so far. Yeah. That like, I mean, I think. Bob's oh, yeah. were running 14 months out on season mm -hmm. stuff, so I think we're, I think they're doing season 11 right now, and they got a big giant movie next year, so they're so far ahead, and like there's so many moving parts for those things that like we'll be in there with the Family Guy writers, but like the Bob's writers are over here and stuff, and like we all joke around and play with stuff. Um, I'm sure there's some influence going both ways, but they're way funnier than we are. Mm -hmm. So oh, yeah. like, <laughs> oh yeah, like the writers on those shows are they're hilarious. Um, so yeah, I mean the fact that they even laugh in a meeting with us is good enough for us. So <laughs> that's true. They come by the booth and I say something and they giggle. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I did that. I wrote it down in my diary. I did. That. <laughs> Wendy and Lizzie from Bosburgers came by and they laughed at one of my jokes. Even if it was a pity laugh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, if you're following anybody on Twitter, uh, Wendy and Lizzie Molinoy from Bosburgers are hilarious. Mm -hmm. And like you kind of go, I mean, all the writers on that show are amazing. Yeah, they are. But like half your favorite episodes are them. Because you're just, you see one of their episodes and you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, yeah. they did like the Valentine's Day, like V for, V for Valendetta or whatever, that yeah. episode. Mm -hmm. it, it's ridiculous. Everything those two girls write is just obnoxious. With everything with Fox now, kind of, I mean, with Disney having, having everything over them, they like merchandising quite a bit. They do like merchandising. Uh, is, is there, is there any, anything on the horizon of maybe The Simpsons for you guys? Mm. So, it's funny. Um, the White Whale. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's the deal. So we were in um, our old contact at Fox when we started working with Bob's first. Was it Bob's first? We started doing Bob's first. Mm -hmm. We're doing Bob's first, and we're sitting there, and I'm a massive Simpsons fan. Like, they're my favorite thing. And uh, we're sitting in the meeting, and it's this big, giant, scary meeting at Fox at Nakatomi Tower. Fox Plaza. It's not called Nakatomi oh, yeah. Tower, which I've been corrected a million times. <laughs> it's Nakatomi Tower. And um, we're in this meeting, and, and we're sitting there, and, and one of the, the execs there was like, um... Do you, do you watch The Simpsons at all? And I'm sitting there and my contacts are kicking me under the table and, and I'm just laughing and I'm not saying anything and they're like, this is awkward. And I'm like, she's like, can I just tell them? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure, tell them. She's like, here's the deal. This asshole has been bitching about The Simpsons for the last three years. All he wants to do is The Simpsons. It's the only thing he wants to work on. And they're like, so you've seen the show? I'm like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it never panned out. Like The Simpsons is they're kind of a next level thing um, in terms of they've been around so long that we would love to do stuff with them and like passive crossed and like we've done some treatments for some things. It's just, it's, that's almost a bigger, more complicated machine um, to kind of get in the wheelhouse. So. Yeah, but like if they're listening, call me. Yeah, call us, it's fine. <laughs> Cause they're like, what are you gonna do on like Ku Klux Klan merchandise and Poochie? Like <laughs> and they're like, that's why you don't get to work on this. I was like, damn it. So, yeah, but we had, we had a concept with The Simpsons that we always wanted to do, and we pitched it to them, and they were like, eh. Um, I'm like, no Simpsons. I don't want to do any Simpsons. We're only doing the fringe characters. <laughs> so we wanted to do the whole thing. We wanted to do the booth, like, as the comic book guys, like, the, the dungeon and the whole thing. And, like, it's only Poochie. It's, it's um, Hank Scorpio. Yeah. It's all the... It's Grimy. All, all the rejected characters from Itchy and Scratchy Land. <laughs> so it's very meta. They're like, people aren't going to want that. I'm like, no, people are going to want that. I just want a Bort license plate. A Bort license plate. It's like... <laughs> Any of that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, we 100% wouldn't say no to that. But what's cool though is now like we did Bob's and Family Guy's like, oh my God, do this. And we're like, okay. And then American Dad's like, oh my God, do this. Mm -hmm. And now there's, um, we're doing a couple other shows on another network too that are getting added in that didn't make it for Comic-Con this year that'll probably happen for next year um, or a couple things later in the year. 
So like now other networks are coming to us to be like, hey, that's pretty cool what you guys do with our stuff and with the fandoms. Can you do that for us? And we're like, yeah, money's cool. <laughs> so, but it's cool because like, it, we get to share our fandom. Yeah. Like with stuff we already watch and stuff we already like, and like we're digging into it. And like, um, I can't say the other show we're working on, but I was actually nervous to take that meeting with who it was. And I was like, oh, cool. And I'm like, wait, okay, they called us. Be cool. You got this. Like, you belong there. Extra t-shirt that you didn't sweat through before it starts. <laughs> and, uh, it's cool, but you're having this conversation. And you're making these people that like have created things that you love mm -hmm. laugh, and they're like, "Here's the ideas I would do on this." And like they'll pitch one, and you're like, "We can." I think this is funnier, and they're like, "Oh no, that is funnier." And you're like, "Oh, rad." Mm -hmm. So like it's it's pretty cool now. Like like I said, we grew up in cornfields. It's weird that we're in these meetings in LA and people are like, no, you guys kind of are the ones for this. Like you connect with the fans, you've got the merch figured out. Like you're doing this one super weird thing that doesn't make any sense to us and the fans bought it in 15 seconds and it's gone. Yeah, so, yeah your guys' stuff does sell out really fast. Yeah, yeah. it really does. Yeah, it, it, it gets me excited though. When I see how fast, when I remember five years ago yeah, yeah. and people were just kind of figuring it out I didn't have to, like, the second they went live, be, at, like I said earlier, at a red light trying yeah. to enter my credit card number. Pulling under an overpass to get yeah. a pin. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, di I didn't have to do that for a pin. Right. <laughs> and, and now, yeah, it's, it's the hottest thing that, that it, yeah, it goes immediately. It's weird now that, like, I mean, all the blogs and all the podcasts and everything, and, like, everything is like, nope, Toddland. Like, it's Hasbro Funko Toddland. And you're like, well, no, we're not. It, we have, like, ten, we make tens of dollars a week. And we're like, we are nowhere in the realm of Hasbro and Funko. Like, I'm like, let's talk about this. So even like for the booth setup, they're like, wouldn't it be nice to come in and have that? And I'm like, wouldn't it be nice to have $50,000 to do right. that? Like, like, well, the box booth is this. And I'm like, I have $8 in my bank account. Like, and like it rolls in in a Tahoe with grid wall. Yeah. And somehow we've gotten, we've gotten best booth two years in a row, which yeah. is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and that actually lets us do other stuff. But it's all because the fans vote and stuff. Yeah. Right. And I mean, we mess a lot of stuff up. <laughs> um, but we fix it. And yeah, they, you, yeah, you guys are you guys are good about taking care of the fans. Yeah, mm -hmm. like we just said, we had a product this time come in and it was wrong. There's a misprint on it, so we canceled everybody's and refunded them before they got here. And then they can rebuy them in two weeks when it comes in fixed, and we ship it for free for them. It's all handled. They're an exclusive that sold out, but only those people are allowed to buy it. And they're like, that's actually super cool. And we're like, well, we're fans. That's what we would want yeah. to have happen. Like, it's a misprint. We don't let them out. None of that stuff ends up on eBay because we burn it. We destroy it. Mm. So, like, and everybody's like, hey, can I get that prototype? And we're like, nope, I already shredded it. Because it just, <laughs> we get rid of it so it doesn't see the light of day and nobody knows what's wrong with it. Mm -hmm. So it could be, like, the wacky waving tube man has three <laughs> eyes printed on it, maybe. Um, <laughs> so those got destroyed. <laughs> so, but, uh, but, yeah, it's, it's, I think the fans genuinely see what we do and that we're fans. Yeah. And like they get to share their fandom with us yeah. and we get to share ours with them. Cause I'm like, Hey, we're making a two butted goat where the front's the front and the back's the back. And everybody's like, that's funny. Like, yeah. Cause that's what I want. <laughs> that, that was the first one I pre-ordered immediately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so funny. So now before we take any questions here, I, I want to bring it back to James. Cause James and I actually met, uh, we, we worked at the Nerdist uh, showroom that was in the back of Meltdown comics. If you ever saw the Meltdown with Jonah and Kumel, that was where we, that was where we met. A little dungeon in the back. That room's so tiny, uh, too. So small. <laughs> it, 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 like, it, poles right in yeah. front of yeah. every seat, basically, yeah. so you There's can't no see the spot. stage. Yeah. We were in there for, I think, a Last Man on Earth reading, and like everybody's sitting literally yeah. like this. Yeah. And like, the seats in front of you are like this, and you're like, it fits 12 people. Why are we in here? Exactly. And, and yet it was the greatest room in the entire <laughs> world. It was hot. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. It could get it could get very hot in that room. But I, I'm curious, because we, we didn't talk too much about this when you had your own episode of the podcast. We had so many great memories that were just weird as could be, whether it was Mark Marin asking somebody to check his neck if it was a boil or just a <laughs> mark on his neck. Oh, yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, or I had to fend off a drunk Andy Dick from getting in to, uh, to see Russell Brand. See, that was my favorite. <laughs> that was Because I was just a bystander in that one. I saw you going back and forth and back and forth, and Andy Dick keep trying to push himself in. I like that there's nobody that wouldn't believe that story either. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like, of course that happened. On like, brand for everybody real. in that story. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds real. <laughs> when it was done, I walked into our tech room, and Emily Heller, uh, who writes for Barry, and one of the best writers out there, so funny, check out her stand-up special. <laughs> but I walk in, and she's getting ready for her show that was on Next, and I was like, well, that's not how I expected the night to be, and she's like, 
It's an Andy Dick encounter. She's like, you're officially christened as a Californian now. <laughs> They're like earthquakes. Welcome to the state. Yeah, well, I mean, I love that you had to be the muscle, too, because that was not your job. No. <laughs> you were just supposed to sell soda. Yeah, I, I, was, I was supposed to be the snack bar, and Russell liked me, and so for three shows, it was, I got to just kind of hang around him and make sure fans didn't, like, swarm him because yeah. he's the sweetest person in the world and he would sign and take pictures for everybody but people get crazy and sometimes drunken celebrities sometimes Andy get shows crazy and you got a problem <laughs> no and meanwhile i was i was making trips down the road to uh, to aroma to get espresso to oh, get like three three double shots of espresso every two hours for <laughs> russell brand yeah those coffee yeah. orders though can be scary because there was we had Literally, when Meltdown closed, we found out nine days before closing that we were closing. Yeah. And the show that we had that day was a special private show in, like, the middle of the day. And they didn't tell us what it was. They, I, I got a call from one of our uh, directors that was just like, uh, I know you're like Bill Burr. Can you do a thing with him, like, in the middle of the day in, like, two days? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Turned out it was the entire, like, it was the cast of Barry. Mm -hmm. and Alec Berg mm -hmm. doing a special thing for Sirius XM. Bill Hader gets there, and I'm yet to ever have a normal like, encounter with Bill Hader. <laughs> Never. Sundance, I have audio of him blowing me off on an interview, and it's the greatest thing in the entire world. <laughs> but he, he comes up, and he says hi to us, and just says, hey, hey hi. And just, he, he gets kind of awkward around people, walks into the green room, about five minutes goes by, and he books it out and just has this look on his face. His eyes are wide. Just like what, and he was kind of pacing the floor, and a few people are like, "Oh my God, that's Bill Hader!" And they're going up to talk to him, and he's kind of like brushing him off. And all of a sudden, his manager comes out. Somebody had given him coffee that had almond milk in it, and he's like deathly allergic oh, to no. nuts. Oh no, I never oh, heard this yeah. story. And they had to like quickly like rush him out and get him home. And so they, this is like the day of the premiere of Barry too. Like he was fine for the premiere later that night. But, yeah, this was the day of the premiere. <laughs> oh, no. And so, yeah, it was just Henry Winkler, Stephen Root, and Alec Berg instead. And, yeah, it was a... Wow. Was, wow. I'm, I never wanted to be a coffee runner after that. <laughs> I am so glad, so glad I wasn't there I that day. That could have been my fault. <laughs> I could have <laughs> killed Bill Hader by accident. <laughs> if I'd done it on purpose, it would have been fine, but it would have been an accident. I mean, that's the tombstone, like Ken, Ken on Conan, and yeah. you killed Bill Hader. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> and then I died. Did, yeah. did you ever get a sneaky picture with anyone there? Because technically we were never supposed to take pictures with anybody because it wasn't professional. Yeah, only Beowulf got to... Yeah, got only, to yeah, only our tech guy. Our tech guy got pictures with everybody. Yeah. But that's because he's amazing. Um, no, I never did. I was a good boy. The, the only one yeah. I ever snuck was with Daniel Sloss because he's never in America. He, he, stays over, he stays in the UK and I love Daniel Sloss. And yeah, I had to sneak one with him. Yeah. Yeah, him. I kind of wish I had at this point, but... Yeah, you're like, what are no. they going to do to me? Fire me? I was trying to live in the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're paying me no dollars, so... <laughs> James took pictures. We're closing the store. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never got any good pictures. I wish I had. I wish I had. You know, it was the kind of thing that you didn't expect to close immediately. No. I was just living in the moment <laughs> right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we, we weren't expecting day. to get an email that said, hey, next week we're closed. <laughs> like, collectively, everybody was so sad. So yeah. sad. Across all the industries, I was like, wait, what? No, that can't be a thing. Because there's only two comic book stores. In the I mean, there's probably more, but there's really only two. Yeah. Now there's one. But every, like, everybody was bummed. Yeah. Like, the Nerdist crew, like the, everybody was just sad about that. Did you get to do the final show? I can't remember if you were there for the final no, show. No, I, I was out of town or something. I'm, I'm not sure what it was, but I wasn't free. It, it, was a, it was an intern sketch show that was called The Worst Night at a Comedy Club. Yeah, I was so sad. And it was it. the most appropriately titled show. <laughs> <laughs> really? But it, it was a great show, and because it was the last show, it was sold out. It was packed. So I, and I, I screwed up. I was only in two sketches. But they gave me two different character names, but didn't tell me that both of them were me. They were just no. like, you know, they're like, you're this character. Oh, and you're also Karen. And I was like, all right. They didn't tell me Karen had a line. I had no idea when Karen came in. And so at first I was a coked out weather reporter because typecasting. Because <laughs> racist. Also, you were very high that night, so yeah. it made sense. And then I went out to find these cutouts that we had of Jonah and Kumel that we needed for like the last bit. And I come walking back in there and everyone's like, where were you? And I was like, right here. 
They're like, you screwed up the last sketch. Where were you, Karen? We needed you. <laughs> yeah. What know. are we going to do without no Karen? Yeah. <laughs> How does Karen? You were talking to a manager. You have an excuse. That's yeah. Fine. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I thank you guys for, for bailing me out here uh, when everybody a couple days ago was like, hey, we're not doing it after all. Our schedule's changed. We're good. We're used to being everybody's yeah. 17th and 18th choices for things. Tweet us anytime. We're usually not doing anything. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So do any of you guys have any questions for any of these guys? So if you do come up to the microphone here, so and you can ask. Nice. All the way from the back? Yeah, all the way from the yeah. back. Yeah. No, no illegitimate children. We're not doing that here. And he just oh, he turned the mic on. on. It's the tech guy. He's like, I don't give a shit about you guys. We're like, I'm just going like to turn this, the microphone on. I like this podcast consistency. <laughs> You know, we, 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 I was asking you about the pictures. So this is totally going to be a humble brag, but the story's worth it. So uh, my wife and I were at the uh, at the world premiere uh, for uh, the new uh, Hulu show, Catch Twenty Two. Mm. So George Clooney producing it, he's in it. We were we were on the red carpet with everybody. We're getting pictures and and everything, and we were like, oh, I wonder if Clooney's actually going to. You know, a lot of the times the real big stars they kind of sneak in the back of the Chinese theater. They they won't really do too much. They get there like one little press shot. But no, Clooney, Clooney's a cool dude, and he was coming down the red carpet, and I was like, all right, like right, I'm going to get a selfie with George Clooney. Yeah. Well, that's kind of his baby, so it makes sense yeah. that he'd be coming in, right? He and, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at the selfie. He comes up to my wife and I, don't know what happened, and I hold the phone out, go to take the picture, hit the button that flips around your camera, <laughs> and he thanks us and walks on. <laughs> and I just stood there. I was like, what did I just do? Well, and I turned in the perfect time as the guy on the red carpet next to me took his selfie and I photobombed it beautifully. You can see it on my, you can see it on my Instagram at TimDrake42 of the look of just despair on my face. Oh, and luckily he was cool enough to just airdrop the picture to me because I'm just mortified in this picture of what just happened? As George just right over Clooney's shoulder. It was the best photo bomb I've ever done. That's amazing. <laughs> you should definitely check out that picture. It caught you in just the most vulnerable human moment. <laughs> when Clooney passes you by. So, Todd, do you guys have uh, the cast of any of the shows stopping by? I know you guys usually have the cast of Bob's stops uh, by the booth. If anybody from Comic-Con International is in here, no. Um, yes. <laughs> so we, have, we, we don't do official signings at our booth because security and it, our booth's crazy. Um, but usually, wink, um, when the cast is they're signing at Fox, usually they'll buzz through our booth really quick and cause chaos, mm -hmm. which is hilarious. They sign things and Eugene throws napkin dispensers at people and like Christian wears <laughs> very much 20 of them in the booth and it's crazy. Like that guy from Arby's is there and yeah. it's, it's nuts. So they, they all come in as kind of a swarm and just kind of mess things up and say yep. hi to the fans and high five and then they take off. Yep. Then we reset everything and then we continue with the line, mm -hmm. which is awesome because almost all of our fans are super fans and they yeah. lose it and we also play favorites. So like if you have really good cosplay and stuff, we're like, why don't you come by in the morning? Yeah. Because they'll do it. Otherwise, people show up and they're like, I like that Bill's Burger show. And you're like, <laughs> cool. And like, they get to meet the cast and you're like, I'm, no, that's not how this works. Um, like we, We're fans and we want fans to have stuff. But usually those guys all swing by. Um, you never know because everybody's on so many different shows that who's going to pop in, who's got this. Um, I know we got people from American Dad and Family Guy coming by too. And then it just depends because like Scott is Steve on American Dad, but he's also on Orville. So like... Everybody kind of ebbs and flows, and John Roberts shows up to our booth half the time with life-size Godzillas that he just bought. <laughs> it's just it's chaos because yeah. they know like we're a safe spot for them, so everybody kind of comes and goes yeah. all a con. So it's nuts. Awesome. And now, James, I know you don't officially know, uh, and you can't say much about what you're filming at Conan. Do you know which episodes anybody can watch for you uh, this weekend? Oh, I wish. It'll be one of the uh, Conan at Comic-Con episodes. <laughs> so Conan Con, yep. Uh, on TBS is, is uh, where that'll be. Uh, no, it'll be either either tomorrow or Saturday. So I'm still just waiting waiting for the call. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I mean the way it kind of works is we had we had a rehearsal day on Tuesday where they rehearsed all of the the complicated live sketches and so you know we rehearse them once in the morning. Then Conan shows up in the afternoon, watches everything, walk through everything with him, and then they kind of plan the schedule from there. So everything is up in the air. So all of us who are on, on, on the show, we're just basically on call for the week. Excellent. 
Yeah. So I look forward to seeing whatever it is that you're doing since he, he won't even, be a fun he won't even tell me when we're not talking on the microphone. He's just like, I don't know. You'll have to see. Yeah. Well, I slipped up one time and told somebody and then they posted on Instagram a, uh, a comment about it. And I was like, Oh, I gotta be careful. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta make a phone call and get that off. And then I gotta be careful. So, so yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. Well, we're pretty much at our time. So thank you guys that came out here and stuck around. You're probably here for the next panel, but thanks anyway. Yeah. So we, Hi, guys. We, we appreciate it. So you're, you're, The audience quadrupled yeah. in the last five minutes. That's Is the lights of the bathroom really that bad? Like On the mic podcast. Yeah, or it's all lawyers being like, okay, on the way out. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, they said Disney. We got to get in there. I'm like, Disney, Shut HBO, Marvel, everybody's Shut just it down. You say it so many times and Bob Iger just appears yeah. in the back. Yeah, yeah. I want a picture of this microphone that's set up at the front of the room. Yes. The lonely microphone. Yeah, we don't want any. Yeah, we want the seats fully really empty. empty. Just a picture of a microphone. That's going to be the cover photo for this episode. <laughs> yeah. You're I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take a picture right here from the stage. <laughs> She's yep. moving right here. Yeah, everybody, get out of the way, everybody. <laughs> this is. I'll give it to you, Tim. This is great audio here. Yeah, right. Here. Well, that's good. Right here. This is. Wait, hang on. It could. Did that room clear off to the side? <laughs> I really would like to get. No, you're good. You're good. This is way better than last year's picture of the same thing and the year before's pictures of the same thing. Because we okay, actually no. had people to move. <laughs> now I'm going to flip the camera here so we actually get people. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, guys. So you can find this at onthemicpodcast.com. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Tim.